He should give the citizens good advice and instructions according to the standard scriptures and should be equal to everyone. Yamaraj does this for he is the supreme minister of justice and so do those who follow in his footsteps. However, if such persons become polluted and, exhibited, and exhibit partiality by punishing an innocent, blameless person, where will the citizens go to take shelter? for their maintenance and security. <coughs> Therefore, the king, or in modern times, the government should act as the guardian of the citizens by teaching them the proper goal of life. The human form of life is especially meant for realisation of oneself and one's relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead because this cannot be realised in animal life. The duty of the government, therefore, is to take charge of training all the citizens in such a way that by a gradual process they will be elevated to the spiritual platform and will realise the self and his relationship with God. This principle was followed by kings like Maharaj Yudhisthira, Maharaj Purichi, Lord Ramachandra, Maharaj Amparish, and Pralat Maharaj. The leaders of the government must be very honest. And religious, oh, sorry, and religious, because otherwise all the affairs of the state will suffer. 
Unfortunately, in the name of democracy, rogues and thieves are electing other rogues and thieves to, to the most important posts in the government. Recently, this has been proven in America, where the president had to be condemned and dragged down from his post by the citizens. This is only one case, but there are many others. Because of the importance of the Christian consciousness movement, people should be Christian conscious and should not vote for anyone who is not Christian conscious. Then there will be actual peace and prosperity in the state. When a vice father sees mismanagement in the government, he feels great compassion in his heart and tries his best to purify the situation by spreading the Hare Krishna movement. Eating, sleeping, making, and defending. 
We should look after the, the needs, the, these basic needs that we all, all have. That's our, that's our, in one sense, that's the lower self. Right? Eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. But they're required. Huh? What happens if you don't eat? Huh? Start, fall asleep. Fall asleep. Sick. 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 Become sick. Yeah, you get hungry first, I suppose. That's the first thing I've noticed. <laughs> don't eat, get hungry. And then after that, what happens? Get angry. <laughs> Be disturbed. Yeah, and there are countries in the world where people are not being fed properly. Basics. The basics. And you know, sleeping. We all need to sleep. If you don't sleep, what happens? What happens when you don't sleep? Go crazy. Can't think straight. Can't discriminate. Can't work out what you should and what you shouldn't do. You know, often many problems. You, have, you go to bed with a big problem, have a sleep, and you wake up in the morning and have a guess what? Problem solved. <laughs> or you've forgotten it. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> so. Yeah, a, a good rest is required. And, and shelter, you know, in order to do these things, the citizens need shelter. It's like a family needs a house to live in. Right? These are basic requirements for a civilised life. And, and some Sense engagement, sense gratification. Um, these are these are basic necessities, which which and you know the fulfilment of which basically drives social engagement in a, in, in a community in a, in, a, in a society. So these things have to be managed in an orderly fashion in order for people to feel or to be safe and, and uh, productive, properly engaged. <clears throat> you know, in, 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 in our society pretty much, we've, we're fortunate most of these things are provided for us. Right? If we're living in Australia, then we have all of these facilities. We have, and we have more. We have roads. We have electricity. We have uh, most amenities. We have in abundance right? provided for us. We get upset if we if we can't if there's no entertainment. <laughs> Our problem is, oh, we can't have the Australian Open, or you know, we've got to go to the cricket and wear a mask, or you know, this is, these are our big problems. Huh? But when you think about it, we're, we're provided for a lot of that. You know, uh, my, my um, 
experience over the last few, uh, well, over my lifetime, is that, um, you know, in Australia, for example, if you have a medical, if you have a, an illness, you just go to hospital. You show them a green card, and then they just look after you. Right? You don't even have to sign anything. And I've had operations and examinations and, you know, and be looked after. Right? So when, in that environment, the citizens feel, you feel protected. Of course, we have to pay taxes, but that's fair enough. If you go to hospital in other countries, what happens if you haven't got money? What happens? Can't eat. Huh? Can't eat. Can't eat? Well, yes, no money, don't eat. No house. No house, yep. But when you go to hospital, what happens? They don't treat you. Huh? Can't pay, no treatment. Uh, so, Prabhupada's making the point here that the, the, the administrators of the state are meant to provide this protection to the citizens in the mood of caring for their family. Right? They are. This is the, the, the family member. And Prabhupada gives an example. Maharaj Vinasthi, Maharaj Bhutji, Lord Ramachandra, or even Maharaj Ambarish, Palad Maharaj. So this is a this is a central duty of a leader is to protect the his followers or his well the government should protect the citizens. This is a uh, and and be you know be equipoised to. Uh, 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 um, um, what's the word? They should have equanimity uh, towards all of the citizens of the state. Because it doesn't always happen like that. But this is this is the this is the principle, and even extended to the the the, the animals. And the prophet said. We shouldn't be killing the animals, we should be looking after them and engaging them in productive service. So even the animals are seen by a, a, a saintly or a saintly administration or an enlightened administration sees even the animals as being part of the family and they're protected. Of course, you know, you don't, you don't bring the animals into your house. They have their own house, but they also looked after. <clears throat> so that's the basic. That's the basic. And that's assumed here. It's not even mentioned. Right? That's the basic. But what's mentioned here is that uh, Acting as the guardian, so providing for the material facilities not even mentioned here. That's just taken for granted, right? Just taken for granted. Uh, a Prabhupada says the government should act as the guardian of the citizens 
by teaching them the proper goal of life. Right? So that goes over and above looking after the basic necessities. Because there's, there's no, it's not possible to bring people to this platform understanding the purpose of life if they don't have their material facilities taken care of. Right? You don't take, there's no question of bringing people to the um, spiritual platform until they first of all come to the human platform. And if they can't satisfy their basic needs, then really they stay at the level of animal existence because they're just worried about eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Which is unfortunately what most people do in any case. In a country, even in a country like Australia, where we have most of those things taken care of, of course, there's some effort required, as you probably all will hear. Um, but relatively speaking, it's, it, it's, it's the norm to. Uh, at least have the basic necessities. Anybody here not getting enough to eat? Most of my, uh, uh, she said half of my friends have all put on five kilograms or more in the last two years. Now that we are eating excess. You are eating in excess? Yes, sir. Well, every day. Stop. Stop. Only doctor said not eating. So you're okay. I think your cheeks are getting a little. <laughs> you, now you see, you, you behind your mask, your cheeks are getting quite full. <laughs> yeah. So okay, you have to work, work at home. Okay. But uh, we're all getting our material necessities taken care of. We have a good place to sleep. We're getting well fed. We're, you know, living in Albert Park or nearby, right? How many of you are living in Albert Park or nearby? City of Port Phillip. Yeah, quite a few people. Okay, so you're doing okay. <laughs> if you tell people that you're living in Albert Park, they think you're quite wealthy, right? We will go beyond this. Yes. Huh? Temple is very near, so as long as the temple is very near, we are very much comfortable. I know. Yes. So is everybody else around here. <laughs> Not just the dream. So you know, and this is this is for the majority of people in our country. But even though the material requirements are met, there's no there's no or very little concern for the real purpose of, of life in, in the government. Even in the citizens. There's no And so Prabhupada says here, and, and explains it here, uh, the human form of life is especially meant for realization of oneself and one's relationship with the Supreme. But that's lacking. Right? This is lacking in society. I know I would, when I was a young 
person I would ask questions about these topics and nobody could, even the religious community couldn't ask my questions. Well, probably the same for many of us. Couldn't answer the questions that I had. So, uh, you know, part of my mission was to find somebody who could answer, you know, what is my purpose? Papa says, everybody should have a mission in life. And, and here it is, it's explained. But, you know, um, Prabhupada makes the point that unfortunately, rogues and thieves <laughs> are electing other rogues and thieves into the positions of responsibility. And whilst they're caring, you know, in many respects, caring for the needs of the citizens at the same time, they're not aware of, neither do they care for this primary purpose. No. They don't. And so they, you know, a, that's a, a failing of the pitara, or the pita, but that's a failing. And Prabhupada gives an example. Here's what the real leaders, here's who the real leaders are. Right? People that most everybody has heard of, but Maharaj Yudhisthira, Maharaj Parikshit, Lord Ramchandra, Maharaj Ambarish, and Prahlad Maharaj. These are, these are the real leaders. Because not only do they take care of the material facility, but they look after the, 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 the pressing or the most important need, and that is to identify the real uh, cause or, the, or the, the prime mover, if you like. The real identity of the individual is as a jiva, as a, as a, as a spirit being, not just a material being. Huh? The, the, the material is inferior in many ways. That, that, that is described basically in the Bhagavad Gita. Why the Bhagavad Gita is so important. Why we distribute so much transcendental literature. Because as Prabhupada says, really the leaders of society are not uh, consummate leaders in the sense that they're lacking. They are lacking a spiritual understanding. And, and, and so, you know, we see, we see in Australia, anyway, probably same in many countries, where there's a democracy, the, the, the incumbent usually isn't isn't defeated in an election because the opposition is any better. Right? <laughs> it's because the mistakes and you know the, the, the ill motivations of the ruling party usually the citizens become disgusted so they change them. Oh, we have enough of these guys. Right? And you know what's the alternative? Well not much better, but we'll put them anyway because that's the only choice we've got. Right? And then after a few years, 
therein and they promise her, you know, we'll solve all of your problems and there'll be no issues in life and we'll lower the taxes and blah, 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 blah. So many promises, right? But then they break all of their promises and say they get turfed out and then in comes another lot. The next, the next lot of the previous lot who aren't much different, right? So it's not because they're, it's not because of their, 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 their improved character, <laughs> really. It's because the, the, the incumbents have just disgraced themselves so thoroughly that everybody's sick of them and they get rid of them. Right? So Prabhupada's point here, wrote, and he, he refers to an example, right? Proper doesn't often do that. But uh, recently this has been proven in America where the president had to be condemned and dragged down from his post by the citizens. Who's that a reference to? Anybody know? There's a bit of test, test of modern history. Anybody know who's that referring to? In Prabhupada's time, obviously. Prabhupada was present. Who's he referring to? Which president? Which American president? Nixon. Nixon, yes, President Nixon. He was caught out spying on, on the Democrats, the Democratic. Yeah. Disgrace, yeah. They recently tried to do it to Trump, but didn't. They, they, they uh, didn't have the numbers in the various houses of, of, of their, of, their um, of Senate, I think it was the Senate, or the lower house, I can't remember which. So, you know, the leader was embarrassed because of his being a rogue and a cheat. He just had to get caught. <laughs> yeah. So, what does one do? What does one do? Because this is the most important. This is the certainly providing for the citizens. If the government can't do that, and given that there's enough facility in the world, they're, they're condemned. But if they're doing that, they're still condemned according to the Vedic, you know, according to the Vedic perspective, because if they're not, if the if the essential is not being taught, you know, what's of the essence. The essence is the spiritual identity of everybody. That's the essence. Without the spiritual identity, without the spirit soul, what have we got? We've got a dead body. Useless. Right? So what drives, uh, what drives us is our spiritual identity, not our material identity. And you know, when you just have a material identity and people just behaving like animals, then it's problematic because it's just a competition. Animal life is, is just basically a homomade, I am mine, and a competition for sense gratification. <clears throat> and if you become, if you've got more than me, then I become envious of you and want to compete, want to pull you down. You know, it becomes a very, you know, what do they call it? A dog eat dog society. Huh? Of course, we want to avoid that. We 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 want to avoid a swanee swan society also. But that's 
So what, what does one do? It's very interesting what Prabhupada says, because that, that can be very discouraging. You know, if you look if you look at politics and you look at the endless, you know, just uh, uh, politics, it can become very discouraging for a devotee, especially. So what does Prabhupada say here? Uh, uh, the, the Krishna consciousness or awareness of one's spiritual identity and one's relationship with God, you know, and, and the activities that one should perform to elevate oneself, these are the, these are the basic teachings, right? Sambandha, uh, Abhidhya, and Prayojana. The nature of relationships, how everything is situated within the creation. It's, this is all contained in the Bhagavatam, all contained in the Bhagavad Gita. How everything fits together is very clearly uh, explained. But it's so, so important to give people peace of mind so they know, well, who am I? What am I doing? But basic stuff, right? It's all given in the Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavatam. Why the devotees are peaceful? Why, why are the devotees so peaceful? Because they understand who they are and what their place, how they're situated in the whole scheme of things. They're not positive. They're not always plagued by material, you know, by mental anxieties. It's one of the symptoms of you know not knowing who you are and what you're supposed to be doing is anxiety and stress and tension. And and why do I just generally go peaceful? Because they understand these very basic, simple facts. You know, when people come to the temple, I've heard this recently many times. Uh, I mentioned this the other day. We, we're doing a lot of weddings, and we've got people coming to the temple who've never been to the temple before. And what do they comment? What do they comment about the temple? They say, oh, this place is so peaceful. Right? That's what they say. We, we, we forget it. We look at the roster and we say, oh, 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 what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> What's next? <sighs> but that's okay. That's, that's actually not it. That's Krishna anxiety. And that's desirable. Bhakti Vinayatakura says that if you can find somebody selling Krishna anxiety in the marketplace, buy it off them at any price. Huh? So the boats don't mind. We're happy to take on the anxiety of running, of organising service to Krishna. It's it's our pleasure to do that. And so when people come to the temple, because the focus is Krishna and pleasing Krishna and serving the devotees, then it's for those who don't know these things, they find it uh, a place of shelter, not just like we do, it's a place of, it's a place of shelter. So, uh, what do we do if there's nobody, if the, if the pittara or the pitta or the, the, the chatriya effectively is not protecting the citizens? Or they might be providing a due facility, but they're not providing spiritual education 
which is what really is the, is the ultimate duty. Prabhupada gives us, he says, when a Vaishnava sees mismanagement in the government, he feels great compassion in his heart. Uh, this is the nature of a Vaishnava, or Vaishnavi, is to be compassionate to others. And tries his best to purify the situation by spreading the Hare Krishna movement. Right? This is why we do Hare now. Why we do book distribution. Why we distribute prasadam. And why we give association. Why we teach. We're teachers, actually. A Brahminical culture. And the Brahmin a Brahminical culture values spiritual knowledge above everything else. Right. This, is the, this is the important element of our culture. The culture of Krishna consciousness is to cultivate a proper understanding of who we are, you know, what our relationship is with Krishna, how we should then act in that relationship, and then what's the ultimate goal? These are, these are the essential elements of education, of real education. Of course, you know, there needs to be education on uh, material affairs, no. mechanics and chemistry and physics and the like, mathematics. That's required because, you know, we need to. The whole show needs to run. So that needs to be there. But uh, that kind of education is empty or, or shallow or almost meaningless if it's not connected to some spiritual purpose because that's really who we are. We're not this body. The body is always changing. And we feel, you know, we all feel the same. We're all the same person. But the body is changing because we're not the body. We're the, 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 the Upadrashta and the Anamata within the body. Because Krishna is the Upadrashta and the Anamata of all bodies. The overseer and the Pamita, if you like. Right. But we're aware of what's going on within our. So to know that, to know one's spiritual identity, is essential to, be, to have, a, have a, a, a fulfilling and meaningful life. Otherwise it's all just running around like like uh, uh, what my, my father used to say. That's not a very good example, perhaps I won't mention Krishna. what's an example. But but you know, uh, just Having no sense of identity, proper sense of identity. Not a change, you know, you could be an Australian one day and then an Indian the next, or an Indian and then you become an Australian. You know, it's not who we are, the body's not who we are. It's the spirit, it's, it's the, 
the spiritual identity that defines us and our understanding of that. And Brahminical culture values that above material acquisition. Right? Knowledge and renunciation and action based on knowledge and renunciation. That's what spiritual or Brahminical culture values. Right? So that's what should be taught. But it's not. So what does a devotee do? Out of compassion for others, they set the example and teach by example. And for us, you know, it's our mission, if you like, Sankirtan. Uh, in the form of chanting Hare Krishna, in the form of distributing transcendental knowledge and um, prasadam distribution. Because we, we see it actually, you know, Society doesn't value the animals. They kill them and eat them. No, this is not a good society, actually. It's heartless, merciless. So, in the beginning, everybody has to teach by example. And also, you know, acha and pracha. We need to teach by example and then preach effectively. But put that into practice. And, and demonstrate an ideal community. Really. You know, this is what Prabhupada wanted in Islam. A community of transcendentalists who work cooperatively together and in that way set the example of how human society, how human life is meant to be utilized, how it's meant to be taken advantage of. And so that's, that's a form of compassion, just working together um, cooperatively and, and with respect and, uh, and um, 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 mutual understanding of our common goals, our common purpose, and, and our execute, you know, the, the following actually of our family, following Brahman. This is, this is how we work together to demonstrate, to show the advantages and the benefits of a Brahminical culture as opposed to just a, you know, road to thieves society. It's better. We know it's all but We know it's better. Right? We feel it. We feel the benefits when we come together and do these things. And we feel happy and satisfied. When we're not fulfilling Prabhupada's instructions and we feel unhappy. And, and not following Krishna's instructions and Lord Chaitanya's instructions. We, we, we feel incomplete. But when we're, when we're performing those activities, this way, you know, we just had the, the Christmas, our Christmas marathon, uh, and the devotees distributed a lot of books. So we feel happy. Right? We're, we're going to celebrate 
our book distribution marathon at the farm with the glorification of the Sankirtan devotees, give them some prizes, chant Hari Hari Bowl, and then have a nice feast. So, and, and then what happens after we do that? How do you feel? How do you feel? Huh? Very satisfied, very happy. Yeah, we all feel happy. Huh? When we distribute lots of prashad, how do we feel, Sudhir? Uh, how hard work is it? Huh? You feel rewarded. Yeah, you feel happy. Right? Despite the fact it's very hard work. Huh? All of this is hard work, there's no doubt about it. But what happens at the end? You're next to see. You know, when you look back on your life and you look at all of the sacrifices, you think, boy, that was fun. <laughs> you forget about the struggle and the effort and everything. You think, oh, that was a lot of fun. So then you talk about the good old days. Huh? But it was, it was hard work. Huh? The bar, hard work. That's far hard work, right? <laughs> but we don't mind. We're happy. And people see that, they sense it, they come to the temple and say, whoa, what a peaceful place. So that's, you know, that's a cultural conquest. It, you don't even have to preach to people, right? You don't have to say anything. You just act. This is what I mean. And show compassion for others. So very interesting. You know, sometimes we think we've got to defeat everybody with philosophy. And of course, we should be philosophically astute and, and articulate. That's our culture. We should be. But defeating or, you know, dismantling the material uh, uh, mentality, that material construct that is in society isn't necessarily Partially it can be defeated with good philosophy, that's for sure. And if somebody's inquisitive, then we give we we give them transcendental knowledge. Yes, we do. But you know, for a lot of people, we just give them something to eat. <laughs> just defeat them with a cauliflower pakora. Right? Can't defeat them philosophically, but we give them cauliflower pakora with Almost um, pineapple chutney. <laughs> and they go, oh, wow, that's good. Huh? And, uh, and, and so, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's an experience. It's an experience to be with a devotee and to experience that the calm and the, the uh, mood of surrender, Sharanam. Right, that's in a devotee's heart. That has an effect. It's, it's, it's a symptom of bhakti, actually. And that symptom of bhakti vibrates out. You know, it's, you can't you can't put it. It's hard to put your finger on it because it's not material. It's purely transcendental, right? But people notice it. They come to the temple and say, "Oh, this is a really peaceful place. I like this." Right? 
Or they, the men devotee and they just like the devotee. They don't even know what it is they like about it. In fact, they don't like the philosophy. <laughs> they don't like the philosophy. They'll argue with it, but they like the devotee because of his personality, his character, right? Really important. So it's a very subtle thing. It's not, well, it's, it's not actually subtle. It's spiritual. Huh? That's why it's hard to, to uh, grasp. But people notice it. Huh? When you go on Harinam, after the, the earlier COVID lockdowns, we went out on Harinam on a Friday night. And people were so happy to see the devotees. So happy. I don't know what it's. Did you go on Harinam last night? How were people? Yeah, they love it. Now, why is that? Because they love the devotees. Huh? They see the devotees and automatically what happens? They start smiling. Right? They can't help themselves. So, this is the compassion. You know, they, we're able to demonstrate peace and prosperity in many respects. Huh? <coughs> Set the example. And uh, that is observable, even though it's not quantifiable materially, it's observable by people. And so that's, that's how we, that's how Prabhupada wanted us to change this, this environment. Very potent, very powerful. So, even if we, even if we do it imperfectly, which we may do from time to time, we make mistakes. We, we're not. We're not uh, you know, we're on the path of perfection. We may not be perfect, but at least we're on the path of perfection. We're making that effort. So, um, but still, it has an effect. And so, this is how this is how we have an impact. And just have to keep keep working in that way. And in that way then we we we, we set things up and become a, a place of shelter effectively. Right? And, and, a, and a community of, of shelter for everyone. Does anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? Should it? Do no. I have to speak to the audience. Thank you, Well, So we are very fortunate that we are being looked after by the government. Mentions Van Ashram a lot. Right? 
So individually, we should know what our occupation is, how we should work effectively, right? and know what our rationale is. You know, and then work within the regulations, basic regulations of those um, constraints. Right? And you know, some of us may be politicians, or some of us may, you know, we may. If you've got that propensity, and that's your um, karma, also, you know, because you may have a propensity but not have the karma. Right? But if you've got the propensity and that adhika, that ability, then you can work according to that. And one of the reasons why Vana and Ashramas is important because that sets, that steadies us. Right? And it defines what our material activities should be. Right? Um, and then um, we can act you know, within those, within that framework, and also pursue our spiritual life. Because Prabhupada does mention that you know, ashram is really useless or not important if there's no spiritual culture. Right? So, but it's, it's supportive of spiritual culture, but not absolutely essential for spiritual culture, because you can also if you're fully surrendered to Krishna, if you're very advanced, or, or yeah, spiritually advanced, then you can ignore your Vaishnava and just serve Krishna, right? But generally what we do is we serve Krishna within the context of Vaishnava. That's how we apply that, right? So, you know, if you're a big politician, go for it. But, you know, if you're Gopal's manager, stick to that. <laughs> and but be aware that you're having an impact on people's lives, right? Because you're, you know, giving them prasad. And what are, what do they say when they when they go to Gopals? What do they say? Oh, I love the food. I go I go to Gopals because it's a peaceful environment. Again, right? This is why people go to Gopals and Crossroads because. They value the the ambience, right? So you're having a big impact on people. You may not be the state president, and may I suggest that might not be your guna uh, <laughs> and karma. If it were, I would encourage you, <laughs> right? So we stick with what. We have to be practical, right? Know your limitations, work within them, and find a place in the Krishna consciousness movement where you can assist the region effectively, right? So I would say you're pretty, pretty well situated. Right? And, you know, Hard work, but it's probably not going too bad. Professor G, he's living in a different realm and he can influence people. Right? <laughs> 
So it depends on your position, really. What's the name of the professor? What's the what's the what is? the professor? What is it? It's professor. I didn't get it. Sir. The professor. What's your title? Oh, I think uh, maybe two hundred. Two huh? hundred k in salary? No, no. How much money you get? Your your title. What's your title? The name of the title. What title? Actually, I'm a distinguished professor. Huh? They call Redmond Barry Distinguished Professor. Yeah. What was his name? Edmund? Redmond Barry. Redmond Barry. He's a Redmond Barry Professor at Melbourne University. Yeah. Which is quite a prestigious position, so he can travel around the world and you know, speak on his particular topic and people go, ooh, okay, ooh, yes. Huh? They listen to him. Got a title. <coughs> When it comes to cloud, fog, and edge computing, right? So, yeah. Anything else? Any other comments? Okay. Congratulations, Bhagavatam. Enjoy the fall. Bye. Bye. Bye.